What I'm going to do now is what I would consider one of the greatest transitions of all time. Um, to go from a place of grief and sadness to transition to a time of joy and expectation because in the next few moments, I get to introduce you to one of my dearest friends. This man, uh, over the years since I've known him, without fail, anytime I've been around him, I leave with a desire to want to love Jesus more, to live with integrity, with character, to cherish my family, and to love the church. Uh, he has faithfully served the church in our city, throughout our country, in different parts of the world. He's part of the denomination that we've joined, the Vineyard. And not only has he been a blessing to the Vineyard denomination, but to the body of Christ at large. He is a pastor's pastor. He loves our church. He regularly, sometimes when I connect with him, he doesn't even ask me what's going on in my life. You know, he's just like, what's going on with Hope Astoria? And, um, which I love and I appreciate. It's one of the reasons I love our denomination, their care for our church. And so without Further ado, could you give a warm Hope Astoria welcome to Mike Turgiano as he comes. There you go. Well, uh, I agree with, uh, with Chris about this transition right now. So I just want to open up in a word of prayer. Lord, uh, as we look to your word right now, just help us to, um, to focus on what you have to say to us, despite all the distractions. Come now, bring your word to life. And Lord, I pray that, that you will turn our hearts' attention to the fact that you are here right now with us, wanting to share life with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, it's good to be back. I want, <clears throat> uh, Chris was telling me uh, when we spoke about me coming he, that you guys are in the middle or uh, have been uh, talking uh, for a while about the, Holy, the person of the Holy Spirit and his ministry. And I just want to continue today uh, along those lines. And I want to uh, specifically talk to you about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, Paul commands, you know, in Ephesians, his letter to the Ephesians in 5.8, he, he commands us to be filled with the Spirit. And we read that uh, we hear that, and we nod approvingly. Yes. It sounds like the sort of thing we should do. 
But the more we think about it, the closer we look at this, it, you know, it's real easy to become confused. See? If someone tells me, phone your wife, I can do that. See? But if someone says to me, be phoned by your wife, I scratch my head. I'm a little puzzled. What am I asked to be, what am I being asked to do? See? Not only is it unclear what I'm supposed to do, it's not even obvious what those instructions even mean. See? Who's supposed to do what? Yet Paul basically is doing the same thing in this command. See? Why doesn't he just say, uh, fill yourself with the Holy Spirit? He doesn't. See? Well, maybe that's because uh, we, we all know that we just can't decide to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, We just can't make it happen on our own. Yet, it's a command. What's going on? And there's a lot of Christians who aren't entirely sure what being filled with the Spirit is or how to obey this very important, essential command. And maybe you're one of them. You know, the fact that most of us uh, only read English Bibles doesn't help. Because Paul, he wrote in Greek. I don't know about you, but Greek is Greek to me. You know? He wrote in Greek. And in the Greek language, in the Greek grammar, there's this thing <laughs> called middle voice. Middle voice. In English, we have uh, two voices. We have active voice, and then we have passive voice. When I speak in uh, active voice, I initiate. I'm the one. I initiate the action that goes somewhere else. See? So I, would, I could say, I counsel my friend. When I speak in a passive voice, I'm the one, you see, uh, that receives. I receive the action of another, that another initiates. So in that sense, I am counseled by my friend. But when I speak in the middle voice, I actively participate in the results of an action that another initiates. And so I would say, I take counsel. There's two wills involved here. A relationship 
is formed. Neither to the exclusion of the other. Neither canceling out the other. Each respecting the other. The subject participates in the results of another's action. See? Now, I hope I haven't confused you enough, but when Paul writes, be filled with the Spirit, it's in the middle voice. You see? As the subject participating in the action of filling, I don't control the action, and I'm not controlled by that action. I still have my free will operating here. But as I yield myself, I enter into the action that has been begun by God. I find myself participating in the results of his action of my own free will, my own volition. I neither do it nor do I have it done to me. I have a part to play in this. My will is involved. I will participate in what is willed by God. See? Now, all of this suggests that God will fill us. Yes. But only as we yield ourselves, only as we cooperate with his action. See? Only as we yield, surrender ourselves to him. We must surrender to the action of the Holy Spirit. When Paul writes about being filled with the Holy Spirit, he doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit comes into our bodies and fills us up. Like, uh, let's say you would fill a glass with water. See? What he's doing here is he's expressing the idea of being controlled by the Spirit instead of our own personal desires. He's speaking, he's writing in the middle voice. This control is by the consent of our own cooperation, our own consent. We can let it happen or we could stop it from happening. See? Now, we don't have a little bit of the Spirit when we get saved, and then we get more of Him as we go along in our Christian life. That's not how it works. Every believer has God's Spirit dwelling in them from the moment they receive Jesus as Savior. We get the person, the whole person of Jesus Christ 
living in our life. See? But not all believers lived their lives filled or controlled by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see? The question isn't how much of the Holy Spirit do you have? The question is how much of you does the Holy Spirit have? See? You might say every believer has all of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit may not have all of them. We're filled by Him, but when we submit, you know, only when we submit to Him, when we give Him full access to our lives and complete freedom to do whatever he wants to do in our lives and through our lives and with our lives. To be filled with the Spirit means allowing the Holy Spirit to occupy every area of our lives, to lead every part of your life and 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 and. Um, and for you to yield everything to him. The issue then boils down to control. And this is terrifying for most of us. Most of us are really, when push comes to shove, control freaks, especially when we're frightened, especially when we're anxious. We hate to be out of control. It's too scary to be out of control. And so when we're under pressure, when we're anxious, uncertain of the future, what do we do? We try to steady ourselves and we grab hold of control. That's the way most of us are. The issue here, however, is that if we want to be filled, to live a life, fruitful life, you know, with, with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have to deal with this issue of control. And guess what? Control leads to another big issue. Trust. Trust. Am I going to trust God enough to control me, to put my life in His hands? Trust. Now, earlier in that same letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he talks about, the, the, he gets to the, the same idea um, uh, of, uh, of control. But he, he talks about it by referring to allowing the Holy Spirit to have, or uh, the, the Spirit of Jesus, same thing, to have full access, access in our lives, you see? And so he prays about Jesus settling down and being at home in our lives. Listen to the prayer. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you 
fill you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust. There's that word, as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. You see, it's one thing to be a visitor in someone's house. It's another thing entirely to be made to feel at home there. You know the difference. It's the duty of a host to make their guests welcomed and comfortable. See? We say, mi casa su casa, right? Make yourself at home, right? Good hosts make their guests feel like VIPs. Now, we all know what it feels like not to be at home. Uh, years ago, let me tell you a little story. I, uh, I, I was uh, on a a ministry trip with two other fellas. We went to Montreal to do some street work there. We were invited. And they didn't put us in our get our host, didn't put us in, in, in a, a hotel. They, they had a, a couple, uh, a, a family from the church. Uh, we, we stood at their apartment there in Montreal. They were terrible hosts. Terrible. You know, our host treated us like we were parolees on probation. You know, they worked during the day, right? So what they did, so upon our arrival, they gave us a whole list of rules and told us what parts of the, of the apartment you know, we could go to, what rooms we could be in, you know, making special, a special point of barring us from the kitchen. And... and and, and um, you know, especially the refrigerator. <laughs> and, you know, we were, not, we were not to touch their precious stereo. Well, you can only imagine how we felt, you know. It, 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 you know, not only did it make us feel unwanted, but it was insulting. See? We couldn't wait to get out of there. You know, tell you the truth, what we did, we found another couple to go to their house. <laughs> we got out of there. You know, uh, the people Paul was writing to here were already Christians. They, were already, they already had the Spirit living in them. Jesus was already in their lives. But Here, he prays that they would enter into a deeper experience with the Lord. And so Paul pictures Jesus settling down in their, their, their hearts, you see, and being made to feel welcome and at home, having full access to every room and closet of their lives. Their personal space becomes Christ's personal space. They can move the furniture around. They can go any place. 
anything they wanted to do, uh, he wanted to do. Unfortunately, some of us are terrible hosts. See? When we invited Jesus into our hearts, we put him in a spare room and only bring him out when we need help. See? We make <clears throat> most of our lives off limits to him because we really don't want him poking around, you know, in our stuff. You know? We don't want him interfering with the personal, private, touchy areas of our lives. The fact is, Christ is not at home with a disobedient Christian who keeps a messy house and doesn't allow him total access. But as the old saying goes, you know, if, if Jesus isn't Lord, he's not Lord at all. See? If he's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. So, a spirit-filled life is a life where Jesus is given the run of the house, so to speak. See, as a host, I, I have to treat him like my guest of honor and allow him freedom to do whatever he wants, whatever he pleases, always giving him the very best that I have to offer. Allowing his spirit to occupy and to manage every part of my inner being, my thinking, my emotions, my will, my conscience. See? The, the Holy Spirit wants to saturate and inhabit every corner of my being, gradually mingling his life with mine. See? Breathing um, his life. Now, again, stop for a moment and, and really this, you know, we don't do this enough, I don't think, but really, right now, in this moment, with every breath that you take into your lungs and exhale, Jesus Christ is not just out there somewhere in the control room of the universe, you know, with all these monitors, with each one of our lives on there, and he's just pushing all the buttons and controlling stuff. No. Right now, as you breathe in, and breathe out. As you sit here in this place, he is sitting in you. He is in you. Think about that for a second. He is alive in you. <laughs> Breathing his life. He wants to be able to, you know, breathe his life, his love, his faith, his surrender, his obedience, his patience, his power into us. See? So like Paul, you know, as we go along and Jesus 
more and more makes, you know, is made to feel at home, is given free access, what happens is we can say, like Paul did, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. There's one final, other final thought that I want to bring out in this whole idea of what it practically means to be filled with the, with the Holy Spirit. And that is, you know, the fact that this command, be filled with the Spirit, is written in what is called, again, I'm going back to the Greek, which is Greek to me, but anyway, the Greek calls this the present continuous tense. Be filled with the Spirit. Means, in other words, filling isn't a one-time, one-and-done experience that somehow you have this experience. You go to this conference or you go to this service or you have this, this, this one-time experience Right, and which el- somehow elevates you to some higher, superior spiritual level for the rest of your life. Doesn't work that way. See? What Paul is talking about when he says be filled with the Holy Spirit is, is an ongoing spiritual condition that has to be maintained every day, every moment. It's a continuous thing, a condition that the Holy Spirit constantly has to manage and direct. (coughs) In Romans, Paul talks about the same thing, this feeling, this continuous action. He uses uses, uh, the picture of walking. He says, you know... um, Walk by the Spirit. Again, continuous action, step by step through the day, through the week, through the month, through the the years. Continuous action. The literal translation of that phrase, be filled, would read something like this. (coughs) Be filled. Being kept filled. (coughs) Day in, day out, moment by moment, living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Continuously yielding, continuously giving yourself to Jesus as cooperative friends seeking to live consistent lives of creative goodness under the Spirit's direction. Allowing Him to permeate every area, every aspect of our daily living with His life with his presence, with his fruit, with his gifts operating in us. Now, I know what most of you are thinking. 
How's that even possible? Well, you have to keep in mind that Paul is not talking about perfection here. God is looking for a willingness to surrender on our part. That's what he's looking for, just the willingness. Surrender doesn't become automatic because we're saved. Each, you know, each day we, we have to supply the want to. And if we can exp- uh, supply the want to, the want to, the Holy Spirit will give us the how-to. He's just looking for willingness in our lives. Willing to surrender. Even though it's scary. Even though it's difficult in most situations. Even though surrender is not convenient. Even though surrender might look crazy to other people. Yet we do it. That's just the willingness to do that. That's what he's looking for. Now, how, I'm going to you know, just tell you how I, I, I manage this thing, okay? How I've developed my own rhythm here. I'm not laying down a rule. This is the way it's done. This is the way everybody has to do it. This is how I do it, okay? I take it one day at a time. I, I worry about surrender now, today. Tomorrow I'll worry about, I'll take care of surrender. Tomorrow. See? So I take it one day at a time by starting each day with Romans 12.1. And that is Paul writes, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies your lives, your everything. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Every morning, I climb onto God's altar and offer myself to the Lord. The first thing I do, I I grab a cup of coffee, and I sit and do this, I make an offering. I don't turn on my phone. I don't turn on my social media. I don't go looking at the news app. I don't do anything. I first climb up on the altar and surrender. See? (coughs) I start with a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. I start with gratitude for the little things that I overlook during the day. The fact that I'm still healthy and alive is a gift. Do you know that each day we don't control how long we're going to live or what's going to happen? He does. I thank him for every day he gives me. I thank him for my health. I thank you for the roof that he put over my head. I thank him for the food that I get to eat. I thank him for my family. I thank him for my friends. I thank him for even the struggles that keep me, keep me depending on him. I just try to start off with thankfulness. See? And, I, I, and then I just gladly surrender today. 
by giving myself to doing his, war, his will today. Help me do your will today. I want to do your will. Help me. I need your help. I surrender today to you. I ask the Holy Spirit to take control today and have his way. The crazy thing is that, you know, the spirit-filled life is offered to us, but, but we are free to resist him. We're free to reject him. That, that's a mystery to me. That's crazy to me. That how could a, an omnipotent God do that, be so open-handed with us? But he is. The challenge then is <clears throat> today and every day to surrender. Because I can, sur- I can resist if I want to. But the challenge is for me to surrender to God, to the Spirit's work in my lives, rather than resisting Him because of my fears or my anxieties or because things are not working out the way I want them to work out. That's the challenge that I have to work, and I have to continue to surrender. And when you ask the Holy Spirit to take control, He does every time. But he doesn't force his way on us. He doesn't twist your arm. He doesn't bully you into doing what he wants when he could. But he doesn't. It's up to us to develop the habit of daily surrender. A a surrender of love. I do it because I love. I love him. You see, the surrender of someone who is in love, not being forced to do this. And what parts of, of our life will he control? Every part that we surrender to him. See? We can only have as much of the Spirit's power at work in our lives as we, get, as we make room for him as we give him access, as we cooperate, as we trust. So again, the command to be filled with the Spirit doesn't mean we get more of the Spirit. He gets more of us. More control, more obedience, more of our cooperation, more of our trust, you see. So, how are things going between you and the Holy Spirit? How are things going between you and Jesus? Is he at home? Are you making him feel at home in your lives? See? Are you being good hosts? Are you treating him like an honored guest, giving him your best? Are you willing to allow God to give you the willingness to to complete surrender? Are Are you willing today?
to do that. If you're here today, and, and this is an issue, things, you, know, you know things aren't going quite right. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety. Maybe, maybe you don't have the, the peace and the rest that is promised you when you read Jesus' words, come to me and I will give you, you know, rest. And it's not happening for you. Maybe you're going through a really bad patch in your life right now. Maybe these last couple of years, have, you know, you've, you've, you've suffered a lot of loss in your life. Maybe, you're, maybe you know, you're worried about your future. And the more you try to control things, the more it spins out of control. Maybe, maybe, you know, well, you're here today and you need, you know, you need the peace, the rest, the joy that is promised. Are you willing to surrender? To the Holy Spirit. Are you and, and be filled with Him rather than just keep Him in a corner where He can't really, really do His best work for you? Today, I believe He wants to, to uh, uh, pour out His Spirit in a fresh way over, over many of your lives here, if you'll let them, if you'll cooperate. See? Or you need to be willing to allow him to give you his willingness. So if you're here and that's what you want, why don't you stand to your feet? And a lot of you, you think, uh-oh, here it comes, let's see. And we have this idea, the filling of the Holy Spirit, there's this, uh, you know, this big spectacular thing that's about to happen. But m- many times he comes as a gentle breeze rather than a hurricane. Sometimes even when we're not feeling like anything's happening, we just sang a song, even when I don't feel you, even when I don't see you, you're at work. You never stop working, never. He doesn't. And right now, he's at work. He's knocking on your door. Jesus is standing. Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is knocking at your door of your life, your heart, asking for full access, asking for permission to make his, to, 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 to make, settle down in your life where he has full access, where he can, go into the refrigerator anytime he wants. He can move the furniture of your life any place he wants. He can paint the bedroom any color he wants. Will you do that? All you need is the willingness to let his spirit make you willing. All you need today, right now, that's faith. That's it. The mustard seed. It's not this big heroic no, it's just this okay, Lord, I give you permission. Make me willing. Lord, I have a hard time trusting. I, I, I had a hard time trusting. I'm willing. I'm willing to trust, but you've got to help me. Can you do that? If you can do that, he'll step right in. 
and what will begin is is a, 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 a fuller experience of his presence in your life every day. And you'll start to notice he's with you, really with you, every moment of the day. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Okay, so then, for those of you that want this, I do, and then you're willing, I want you to just quiet yourself. Don't rev it up. Don't start begging. Just relax. Let him take control. All you need is the willingness. Just tell him, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing to be controlled by you. I'm willing to give you my fear. Willing to give you my problems. I'm willing to give you everything. Come now, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. every heart right now in this room. I pray that as they open their hearts right now that you'll step through the door like you promised you would. Come Holy Spirit. There are folks here giving you the offering of their life again to control, to manage. Come, take their offering right now. And Lord, let them know that this is not an empty prayer. Let them know somehow, right where they're standing in this moment, that you're there with them. Let them know. Let them know somehow that this is real. You're there with them. Let your holy presence just rest upon them now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And Lord, those that are struggling with surrender, those that are struggling with trust, show them mercy. Show them right now, just be patient with them and, 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 and help them to just allow you, allow you to take more control of their lives. And I pray, Lord, that the peace and the rest that they're searching for even now they'll start to sense your presence your peace and your rest
we're going to be closing the, the service in a few moments, but that's not going to stop the Holy Spirit from, from working with you and, and, and ministering to you. If you would like more prayer uh, uh, today, just uh, want you, before you leave, come on over and, and get prayer. I'll let, I'll let uh, Christian just uh, give you more directions on that, but don't leave here without receiving prayer if you need help. Praise God. You know, one of the things as Mike was preaching, just remembering how often we sadly reduce what it means to being filled with the Holy Spirit. We reduce it to a meeting. We reduce it to a moment like this where someone will invite us to trust, to yield, to receive prayer. And then Monday through Saturday, the other 166 hours of our week, we lose the opportunity to yield, to surrender. When you're busy with a 90 plus hour week, when you're dealing with stress of all sorts, when pressures, when relational tensions, these are moments where we could yield, where we can say, Holy Spirit, take control. When temptation comes, when lies try to penetrate our minds. And so this moment is, as Mike said, when we close this service, the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't end. It actually is just beginning as we go through our week. And so over the next few moments, before we dismiss, I want to just have an additional moment of worship. I know for some of us, the service has probably gone a little bit longer than you thought uh, or you were planning. And so no pressure, no, no worry. If you have to slip out of your seat, I want to give you permission to do so. But if you can linger, what we're going to do is the prayer team is in the back. All the words that were shared earlier, we want to make sure you have an opportunity to receive prayer for any of those words or anything you're going through or in response to the message. If you're here today saying, there's areas of my life, as Mike said so profoundly and so clearly, it's not that we receive more of the Holy Spirit, but that he receives more of us. That we open up those doors that are locked off to him and say, you have permission. And so whatever that might look like for you, before you go, receive prayer for that. And so I'm going to open up this time just for a few moments to worship together. Again, if you have to go, feel no pressure. The service is officially dismissed, but if you can linger in worship and receive prayer, we want to encourage you to do so. Lord Jesus, thank you for the invitation to be filled continuously, to be continuously kept in a state of being filled, to actively participate with what you are inviting us into, to receive fully this invitation fill us now Holy Spirit as we say yes to you let's worship let's sing let's seek God together the prayer team is available you can slip out of your seats again if you have to go the service is dismissed and we'll close in just a few moments you never stop you never stop work Stop.